check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast on wearecavan.com. I'm Damien Donahue. I'm joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, the sports editor of the Anglo-Celt and columnist for the Anglo-Celt, Michael Hannan. Um, we're going to be just taking a quick look back over the weekend at uh, the Senior Championship, the Hotel Kilmore Senior Championship, Mullahorn, Kiligary and Calvin Gales in Kingscourt. I suppose we'll start with the replay of last year's final, Michael. Uh, you were in at this one. You know, it was... To say it was an upset might be a little bit wrong, but it was favourites were beaten. Yeah, no, you can't, you couldn't call it an upset given how close the game went last year. But yeah, Kingscourt, look, they, they weren't expected to to beat the Gales. So uh, on the day, you know, probably they were a bit lucky to win it. I I felt that we we spoke actually a couple of weeks earlier that the Gales weren't the force they were, and that that's no big secret. But I still felt. Calvin Gales actually were pro- possibly the better team. They uh, just gave up too many frees and, and they, they had a kick-out strategy that didn't work for them on the day and ended up being very costly. And at the other end of the field, we had a goalkeeper who pulled off three, four excellent one-on-ones. So, you know, Kingsford came away from it, but I, I'm sure that the reality will be, have settled in with them that they, they beat the Gales, they've done what had to be done, but they've still got a lot of work to do if they're, if they're going to win this title. Yeah, if if you look at it, you mentioned the goalkeeper there. James Farley was on the bench, or he was wearing number 16. Had you heard anything, Paul? Yeah, I think he's injured. He's out injured. Yeah. <coughs> he is injured, yeah. Gavin it's a credit Sh- to Gra- Gavin Shannon. Yeah, he was always a midfielder, but he he was known for his, his kicking off the ground when he's a midfielder, and he's brave to a fault. Like He's 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 as tough as old boots. But this that's his first championship playing in goals. It reminds me of the time Niall Quinn went in goals to save the penalty. Like He had one of those dream games the last night, so yeah. he'd, be, he'd be hoping now to keep that going. A quick word about uh, you, obviously, Michael, have a lot of expertise as a cornerback. What did you think of Shane Gray's performance? Yeah, I well, I spoke to you guys after the match. I, I had him down as, as man of the match. I thought it was excellent, everything he'd done. Um, you know, it's unusual now. Well, I mean, you don't see too often that when the player gets a ball, that um, the corner four gets a ball, that he gets dispossessed, you know. Usually there's always a, an option of keep the ball, just pass it back, a mm. lot less risk taken, but... Gray made a couple of dispossessions and he made a couple of interceptions as well. Like so, you know when those things are going right for you, you're having you're having a good game. And he, I don't know, I lost count of him many times, many battles, individual battles he won. You know, yeah, he he was and and he was up against one of the best forwards in the county, and Martin Dunn, who, for my recollection, didn't get a shot away no. t- at all. Yeah, look, Martin looks back in that match, he'll be very disappointed. He he didn't. He struggled to get on the ball, right? Which at inter-county level has probably been, you know, one of the things that has held him back from being Cavan's main forward. Because apart from that year when he exploded onto the scene, he's kind of drifted on and off, off the team. If he was able to win more primary possession himself, he 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 definitely he's all the skill sets when he has the ball. It's just the issue for him is trying to get on the ball. 
but we haven't really seen that being a factor at club level for him like at club level mm. the standard is a bit lower and the speed isn't as quick the player that you're marking just mightn't be as as fast and um, you know he, he seems to get on the ball and he can show all the wonderful skills that he has but you know I, I maybe he was injured maybe, maybe there was something at him but he really didn't get up to the up to the speed of the game last last Saturday night in Brefney Park no, he didn't. Um, I suppose a man who who definitely got up to the speed of the game in the first half, Shawnee Johnson. He had four points in the first half, one in the second half. Mm-hmm. But should he have even played the second half? No, he should. He should have definitely come off. I'd say at half time. But given what he'd done, he, he picked up an injury actually. I think on Tuesday night at training last week, and he'd, he he's been struggling with a calf injury, and he um, he went in. He'd been struggling with an ankle injury, and then he hurt his calf as well. Sure, the way those things go when there's one part of your body out of sync, something else starts compensating. So, um, look, he, he kind of started the game a little bit quiet and then he kind of exploded into action about 10 minutes into the match and uh, won a couple of balls. But about 20 minutes into the game, he went down injured. And even after that, I think he might have kicked another two or three points. But you could see every time he moved, um, he was just seemed to be moving more, more hampered. Mm. Um, you know, as a manager, I suppose you're, you're thinking, you know, if he can do that on one leg, he might be able to do it again in the second half. But you could see in the second half that he literally could not move to get on the ball. The one or two times he got in the ball, he managed to, to win a free or, you know, um, a ball tank broke to him into his hands, literally. And he, he just faked to go one way and went the other way and won a free. But that was it. In terms of actually running to, to, to win the ball, he wasn't there. So the Gales, more or less, when they had possession, were playing with 14 men because... They, you know, they didn't have a, a guy in full forward who was running, who was capable of running. Yeah, the outlet was gone from it. I suppose even at half time, when you go in, you cool down a muscle injury like that. It it, it only gets worse when you stop moving. Yeah, well, uh, I'd say the two things were, were were compounding each other. You know, the the ankle and the the um, the ankle and the calf. You know, I've I'm, I mean, I've I've injured my calf once before. It's the kind of thing that you can possibly get away with, but. Um, the ankle thing would well from my own experience playing with, with an ankle like if it's if it's bad and it's sore the pain just shoots through you like if it's a ligament issue it just absolutely shoots through your through your leg Brady's Arva Limited main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years a family owned and family run business Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Yeah, when you, Paul, when you when you looked at Kings Court, you know going into the game, it being their eighth game in the championship, two extra times on that, and you were kind of you you be worried, you know, is there too much football? I think that's eight games in nine weeks. Some of the Kings Court lads were telling me on Sunday, like it's it's a heavy heavy schedule, but it seems to have benefited them. It's benefited them from the point of view that I think they were in a pretty bad place coming into the championship, and it's given them the extra games to play their way through that that little mini crisis that they had. like They were beaten by Mullerhorn, they were poor against Strangoon, should have been beaten by Cucullans the first day. Um, okay, they, they, they caught fire the second day because desperation measures, we've talked about it before, Niall Lynch changed his team around. 
but they, they actually had to bottom out. They bottom out, bottomed out against Kukolins when they should have been beaten in cross keys, mm. and slowly they started to come up again. They've come up and up, and they've they they played well then against Balanya to win it f- fairly well against a jaded Balanya, but they're quite jaded themselves at that stage. And then of course, no better motivation than Calvin Gales, and they had the motivation to to play them again, and that got them through that one. And now they've got that bit of momentum. They've got fellas coming back, so it couldn't have worked out much better for them. Like, like yeah. also, Niall Lynch had that opportunity. He definitely knew a lot more about his team than Dominic Corrigan did going in last week, especially because Corrigan only took over the Gales halfway through the year. Like he's only he's only seen those lads in two championship games, whereas Lynch must have seen his fellas in twenty five championship games at this stage. Come back yeah. back to the last three or four three years or whatever it is. Maybe yeah, twenty five, but probably twenty. So. That, that that's it. That says it all. He he knows what what well, he's Well, last year, do. last year they would have had a good long run too. If I think back, they definitely to get to the final. They all oh, they won their first round, second round. They had five games last year, eight so far this year. So you're at thirteen already. Like never mind the year before. So they could well, have yeah, had twenty games. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And plus, Niall Lynch would have been familiar with them because probably studied them closely when he was at Mullahorn and they beat them in the final in a replay that year as well so all that knowledge would have helped That's it's amazing they still only won up by two points and all those things were in their favour in hindsight but yeah. I, I do think that the Gales are is still there to an extent but with every defeat they get it's breaking down that aura bit by bit yeah they're still reliant like they're, they're still reliant for all the players that they have they're still reliant on Shani Johnson to you know produce some magic from open play yeah absolutely like, you know well, they wouldn't have won the championship without him last year and they wouldn't have won it without Mickey Ling Last year either, like he did conjure that point, and no one else would have had the ingenuity to, to come up with that point at the end. But yeah. again, the big question we talked about on the old podcast, Damien, before was uh, these young fellas for the Gales. Like, are they? Are they? Um, is is the jury out on them? And like, they still, for my money, they still haven't stood up and won a championship for the Gales yet. They won a championship last year. Um, I wrote about it in the set last week, where I said that I felt that they were still in transition, mm-hmm. and that's been proven. Gone are the days when they were winning three in a row and four and five years. Now going into next year's championship, they'll have won one in five years. That's right. Yeah, it's right. It's like when you when you break it back down again, but then where has it gone wrong for Calvin Gales? You know, I don't know if you can say has it gone wrong. Like these things come in cycles too. You True. know, where where did it gone wrong? All for good them things must come to an end. Exactly. Like you could say, where had it gone wrong for the previous forty years? You know. I'm sure yeah, people yeah. in different areas would say, well, people when Lara were winning four or five out of six, you know. You know, they they probably had a good team. I was talking to someone there on Saturday, and they they said that Gowna at under fourteen, under twelve, and under fourteen have a lot of good lads coming through yeah, again. And when yeah. you look at all the surnames, they're just all sons of the of the great Gowna. The Brady's, Madden's, exactly. Patrick's, Pearsons. So, so these things come in cycles, you know. So if if people stay within, you know, it's it's funny, but I I remember being on the Cavan panel at one stage and. Um, one of the players just pointed out all the brothers that were on the panel and all the first cousins that were on the panel. And out of a panel of 30, this is going back now to maybe Matty Kurgan's time or around then, out of a panel of 30, there were maybe 14 lads that were either had a brother or had a first cousin on, on the thing. Like guys I didn't even know were first cousins or brothers were, were playing on the team, you know? Yeah. So uh, you might just see that happening with the Gales again, maybe in 15 years' time. You might just see another strong minor team coming through. I don't even think it will take that, will it? No, well, it shouldn't because they are the town team and they're going to gain because of migration. People will just come in to live in the town and end the up The only thing is, I spoke to a Cavan Gales man a while ago and he said that, that football is at a pretty low web down below us here where we're sitting in St. Phelan's that um, it's now the exception if a, if a kid plays football in St. Phelan's first when this guy's about 40 and he said when he was in school 
you're the exception if you didn't play football and now there's hardly anyone playing football there and there. Yeah. The numbers have dropped. We saw them amalgamating for minor level with Kilgarry there last year the year before as well. Unheard of in the past. Well, you see, because Cavan is the most populated urban area in County Cavan, it, it will be where the majority of the, the, the outsiders come in too. Mm. And the, it has come to the point that it's taken over, you know, that, you know, I, I made the point of, at one point, at one stage or on one podcast how Drummalee, the team that I first started playing senior with at Drummalee when I was 16, 17 years of age, we don't have any of their kids involved now. There's none of them in the club. Bar, I think Benny Young has has a few kids, but other than that, there's none left. Like they're all gone. They all moved either to Dublin or around the world, and we missed an entire generation. We missed like where in Gauna, they're all back in Gauna and married in Gauna or having kids in Gauna. In Drumley, that got lost. If you look at the Great Gales players that we discussed. I think Eamon Riley lives in Dublin. Dominic Riley lives in Kildare, I think it is. Um, no, I think he's down in Greystones or somewhere like that. Is it Greystones? Yeah. yeah, so like you're 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 even talking I think End the Kings up in Dublin. Ashburn, yeah. Ashburn. Ashburn. Dublin lives in Ashburn. Um you, you know, you could you could talk about how many of them Nicholas Walsh is away. You know, these are the, the, the the golden generation, Paul O'Donnell is in Dublin. Dentist in Dublin, yeah. You know, you can go through the whole lot of them. They're they're, they're gone. They're no, not that's, in Cavan. That's a theory. That's a theory. People always say about about where Cavan football in general went wrong. If you look at the team that won the Polo Grounds, nineteen forty seven. Twenty years after that, nineteen sixty seven, there was only four of those lads living in Cavan. Wow. So, like that was a whole generation and of, co- of our best athletes. There was no athletics or soccer or boxing in Cavan that time. Our best athletes were on that plane to New York, and. 80% of them were gone from the county. So that's a whole bloodline of athletes gone. And you compare it then to the greatest bloodline in, in, in sport in Ireland down in Kerry and they continue to come through whether it be the O'Shea's. I think that was the first final since 70, mm. 70 something that there wasn't an O'Shea involved. Barry John Keane's grandfather yeah, Tommy, lived in Tommy Sam, was, you know, the, the The lineage is always there but in Cavan we don't have that. But that my fear, my where I'd worry that can Cavan Gills get back up to that? Is is that line is there? Is it going to be there? Are those are the, the kids of those great footballers going to play for Cavan Gills? It's a good question. You, you, the population might rise, but they, they have to tap into that population. Um, they have to. They have to, especially kids from from we'll say different cultures and stuff like that that are going to be coming more and more into this area. Like it's interesting. We haven't seen a we haven't seen a child come along and play minor football with Cavan yet. We'll say. If, whose parents were born outside the country or anything like that. So you wonder how Cavan tapping into it. It's a whole subject for another podcast. But Looking for somewhere for a post-match point to catch up on the crack and discuss the game? Why not call into Michael Mooney at the Sleeve Ross Bar, College Street in Cavan Town? The Sleeve Ross is famed for its warm, friendly atmosphere and great points. So drop into Michael and staff today. You won't be disappointed. Check out We Are Cavan football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one toward the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local.